Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Money for Everyone. Megan and Eric here. Today, we're going to be talking about credit cards. We've put this off for a little while, but a lot of people have been requesting it. So basically, today, we're going to go over our personal history with credit cards, um, so go over some do's and don'ts, and how they can either help or harm you. So to start, I guess, Eric, when did you first get a credit card, and where are you at now with credit cards? Yeah, happy to explain. So I believe my first credit card that I applied for was back when I was 19. I think I was like a sophomore in college. And this is actually when I started at the bank that we worked at. And there was someone else that I knew who was a student that also worked at the bank prior to you joining. She was she was a lead teller and she was sitting me down and she was just explaining why so many students are like the trouble with students not having credit or the importance of building credit. So I'm like, I should probably practice what I preach and go out. And I went to US Bank, got a platinum card. And I think my first balance was like, I don't know, $5,000, I think. But like at the time, so I didn't know high. anything about credit. Yeah, it was it was relatively high for someone that's 19. <laughs> like I looking back at that, I'm like, wow, I really could have exploited it. Like, just being 19 and having access to that kind of money, especially in college, I think I could have easily took advantage of it. But my mindset was always around and, you know, I'm fortunate to have have good people that are financially intelligent around me that that pretty much told me pay it off every single month and only use it for gas. So that's how I originally just used my credit. Like I, I worked, I had money in my bank accounts. So I never really had to use it as like an emergency or I, I just used it to simply build credit. It was nothing, I, at the time I wasn't very active with my credit card specifically because I would only just get gas for the first, I would say year. And whenever it was convenient, because I, I didn't really know, and I think we'll get into this later in the episode, but how truly beneficial some credit cards can be in terms of the perks that you get. And it really makes sense when you actually look back and and say how much you can save or how much percentage you can get back on your credit cards. Um, but yeah, I just used it for like a year. And then I had that same credit card. I think I got a balance increase because I had good credit history. I paid it back on time. And I only had that one card, that, that black US bank platinum card. And I think I ended up getting rid of it just because I didn't carry a balance at all. And then I applied for the Apple credit card just because you got 2% back on anything you purchased through Apple Pay. So that's how I use credit right now. And and I wanna tell uh, the listeners my, my strategy here because I, I don't know if it's different than how people normally use credit, but this is what I do. Everything that I buy, I use Apple Pay because I get 2% back on Apple Pay. And then I use my checking accounts um, just to pay it off every month. So I, I don't use my debit card at all. Like it just kind of sits there. I use it for online transactions. So my US, uh, my US bank debit card is connected to all my bills that come out every single month. So I know that there's always funds in there. Um, but my Apple card, I get 2% back. I have a pretty high uh, credit limit on that. And I get 6% back on any Apple products. So like when I bought my newest iPhone, which was like $1,000, I got 6% uh, back, which essentially bought me the case. 
for my iPhone. So there are perks to it. I like it because Apple Pay is so convenient and normally every single um, retail location, restaurants, um, even online, you can use Apple Pay and it's very convenient. And I, I always get alerts. I get unique spending analysis through the Apple card. There's a lot of um, resources that Apple will provide to you that I like. But honestly, I, I don't really think too much of it now. But my perspective and kind of my strategy for utilizing a credit card um, back then has has changed the way that I use it now. I, I definitely like to look at rewards. I, I like to look at and I, I'm looking at potentially getting another credit card when I travel more. You know, as the world is opening up, as I take more business trips um, and I stay at more hotels and things of that nature for my job, I think it'd be advantageous for me to look at a credit card that fits that lifestyle a little bit more. Um, credit's one of those things that that I always think is it's it, it should be boring. It should be painted off every month systematically. Yeah. It's like a bill. Like if you think about your rent, rent's due every single month, guys. Rent is due no different than your credit card balance. And I think the healthiest thing that that's kept me above water and really gave me a good perspective on credit cards is that mindset of just paying it off every month and making it a habit, making it automatic that I'm never going to carry a balance. And that has helped my my credit history a lot because I've had credit ever since I was 19. I'm 24 going on 25. So my credit history goes back almost six years. Um, but Megan, I'm curious to understand your history with credit. Um, you know, how many credit cards do you have? Do you just have one kind of, kind of give us your strategy and the breakdown there? Yeah, I only have two credit cards. My husband also has, I think one or two, um, both of which he never, ever, ever uses <laughs> that he got when he was <laughs> 18. One of which he got, I'm just going to go over his quick since his aren't as detailed as mine because he doesn't use them. Um, one he got because when he got his car loan, they said, if you get this credit card, you get a discount on your interest rate on your loan. So he's like, well, of course I'm going to sign up for this credit card then. And then he got a discounted interest rate. So worked out well. He never used it once. <laughs> and there you go. Um, and then the other credit card, he also just doesn't use, it's nothing special. I think originally there was like a student promotion for it where you get, it was a higher percent back, something like 3% back or is a promotional rate. And now he only gets like 1% back on purchases. So it's nothing crazy. So we don't really use that one. The credit cards we do use, I did get when we worked at the unnamed bank and I got them, I think when I was 19. The first one, I just get 1.5% cash back on all purchases, no matter what, for anything. And uh, I pay it off right away. And then the other one is more specifically for entertainment and travel and that sort of thing. And restaurants. And so you get 3% back on all of those purchases. So I initially got it, I think, right before... I had my trip to Germany in 2019 because I wanted to put my airline tickets on it because there was also a promotion going on at that time for this specific credit card that if you spent $3,000 within the first three months, you got $300 back. So I knew I needed to buy these airline tickets and pay all this stuff for this whole trip that was going to total three grand. And I was like, okay, well, this is the perfect time. So I 
put all of the expenses for that trip on that credit card and it was 0% interest for like the first 12 months. And I got $300 back right away and it was really awesome. And I will admit I did leave a balance on that credit card, but that's because it had 0% interest for 12 months. And I did completely pay it off before any interest accrued whatsoever. But either way, it's still not good to leave a balance on your credit cards because it can ding your credit if you're not paying it off. I was definitely making payments on it over those 12 months. I was putting, you know, like $300 here, $400 here. I wasn't just leaving it and sit until the very last minute. I was getting it down. But yeah, I also use the strategy of making sure you pay it off right away. And me personally, too, when it comes to credit cards, I like to choose one that does not have an annual fee where it's like, oh, every year we're going to charge you $100 just to have this credit card. I personally don't prefer that. I don't, I think if you know you're going, if you do the math on it and you know you're going to use that credit card enough to get more rewards than that $100. Like if the credit card over time is going to give you thousands of dollars back in a year, like if you travel and take flights all the time, that might make sense for you. But for me, it just doesn't. And I think for most people, it doesn't make sense to be paying that fee to have the credit card. But I honestly, I I haven't used my more travel card in a while. Well, I use it for restaurants, but I have not used it for any travel in, since uh, 2019. And I'm glad I got it when I did though, because I got, I did a ton of, my husband and I did a lot of traveling in 2019. And I'm really grateful that we did now because then not only a couple months later, the pandemic hit. It like, was thank God. Unex- that we, yeah. It did not exist the last year. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad you traveled too. I mean, I traveled too in 2019 and I'm happy I did it. Yeah. So I think you definitely just need to shop around and look for a credit card that works best for you. If you never travel and you don't like traveling, don't get a card that does airline miles (laughs) or anything like that, you know, kind of common sense. And I personally would suggest to now don't give your business to the large banks. I think personally, because they often support not so ethical causes. That's just my opinion though. Sometimes the more local banks can have better deals with certain things like interest rates. So I would definitely suggest checking them out first. Yeah, I like the fact that you have a a few different ones and obviously you don't carry a balance. But I think the majority of our listeners, if if you're in one of two camps, you have a credit card and you want to take advantage of all of the kind of the, the, I wouldn't say discounts, but the benefits of having a credit card, um, that puts you in one camp. And the other camp is if you don't have a credit card, what to look for. And I think a lot of listeners who, who don't have a credit card, I think there's, there's plenty of options out there for you. Um, I would look at one that gives you some sort of cash back, whether that be one and a half percent, two percent, I've seen some even have three percent on spe- uh, specific categories like restaurant clothing. So I would just take a look at shop around, look at your spending habits, look at your lifestyle, and really choose a card that fits that lifestyle to give you the most benefit back. Um, and in terms of a credit balance, the credit balance doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. Whether your balance is five hundred, a thousand, five thousand. It's not a loan. 
don't look at credit cards. And I think this is why at least 40% of Americans are in some sort of credit card debt and 10% believe their debt will last beyond their life and they will never be able to pay it back is because they see it as a nominal dollar figure that they just instantly have access to Mm. like a student loan. A student loan, you're supposed to go into debt because you don't have $50,000 to pay for school, but you know school is going to pay off in terms of the return on investment with a more stable career that's something that you enjoy. That is structured in a way where it allows you to pay it back as you earn more money. Credit cards are different. Credit cards are meant to be very temporary, I believe, and the way that you utilize it is more frequently. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because, yes, you get a high balance or let's just say you get a high credit limit um, if you want to buy a car or if you need to buy a car. Check out an auto loan as opposed to putting it on the five grand credit limit that you have on your card because the interest rate will eat you up if you can't pay it back instantly. So my guidance is it doesn't really matter the credit amount. All that matters is how much balance you carry month by month. That's what will impact the amount of debt that you accrue on the card and hopefully you don't accrue any debt. Um, but the trick is to start small. I think for those that are starting out with credit cards, start relatively small. Don't matter so much about the credit limit, but do something small like I did. You know, pay for gas, pay for groceries, pay it off every month. That'll set you up to see it more as a temporary luxury than a long-term necessity. Yeah. I think another thing too that's common amongst people and young people is they'll have a fear of credit cards they'll hear all these horror stories of people going to credit card debt or maybe their parents, you know, teach them to be fearful of it. And I think, I think a a certain amount of fear is healthy because you want to make sure that you don't abuse it, but they can be great tools as long as you pay them off and don't ever put more on it, more, don't ever charge more on your credit card than what you have available to pay it off right away. So if your credit limit's two grand, but you only have a thousand dollars in your checking, don't put two grand on your credit card if you can't pay it off. So I would just, I just wanted to point that out, the fear aspect. And honestly, credit cards may not be for absolutely everyone. If you're the kind of person who can't, if you have money in your checking account, you're spending it right away and you have like no little to no self-control, you getting a credit card will probably harm you more than help you. If you can't manage having money in your checking account, you probably can't manage having a credit card. So, because then you're going to view that as, oh, I just have four grand now I can spend because my credit limit's $4,000. Mm, no. <laughs> so I think it takes some self-awareness and self-reflection to be like, okay, what credit, like, is a credit card right for me? Can I handle the responsibility of having this credit card? Will I make sure I pay it off before the end of the month or whenever your bill is due? And then if you're like, yes, I can handle the responsibility of a credit card, then figuring out which one's right for you and making sure that you stay on top of paying that off, whether that be setting a reminder for yourself in your phone, or if you're already good at checking your online banking all the time, whatever that may be. And then finally, I just want to say too, that if you are in credit card debt or debt in general, get rid of the credit card debt first. It is the highest interest debt compared to car loans, mortgages, student loans. 
Credit cards have the highest interest rate and they are what's going to murder you financially if you do not get it paid off. So if you're someone listening who has a bunch of credit cards already and maybe you're in some credit card debt, seriously, forget about investing for now and just focus on paying off the credit card because the interest rate on the credit card is greatly going to exceed any gains you would get from investing. Yeah, absolutely. I like five folds. Like most credit cards, when you open them up, it's right around 20 to 25% yep. interest. It, it, that's an insane number, guys. I mean, if you carry a balance of $1,000, 25%, that's $250. And then that turns into 1250 And then if you still can't pay it off, then you get charged 25% on top of that and it's exponential growth. And that's yep. why it's so dangerous. It's almost like throwing gasoline on a campfire. So they are dangerous in that perspective. And I, I love what you said, Megan, about like, if you know yourself well enough, don't put yourself in that position mm-hmm. where, you know, your your spending is, is almost out of control because that's what these credit card companies, that's what they want. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> trying to make a lot of money and they don't make money by lending you money by paying it off right away. They actually, credit card companies have a term for individuals like Megan and I called um, dead weight where they don't make any money off of us because we're not being charged interest at all or any fees and we're getting a percentage back. For everybody listening, I'm sure everybody has access to Netflix. If you don't, you're living under a rock or (laughs) borrow it from your uncle, your parents, or your spouse. But there is a wonderful documentary. There's one that just came out called Money Explained. And there's one specifically on credit cards. It's like 25 minutes. I think it's narrated by Jane Lynch. Um, It's really good and very educational. I'd recommend everybody check it out. But I wanted to take one of the concepts from that episode and and just tell it to you guys up front because it really really speaks to how there's really two main categories of people and how they use credit cards. And they even say in the documentary that you really should view yourself and really build yourself up to be in this one camp, which it's called the transactors. So credit card companies actually bucket their customers into these two categories. You're either a transactor or you're a revolver. And the only difference is that transactors don't carry a balance and revolvers do. And revolvers is what keeps these companies pretty much in business because they're making so much money based on the interest that these people are accruing on their credit cards. So, and like I said before, 40% of American adults are in some form of credit card debt and 10% believe that their credit card debt will never be paid off while they're alive, which means they have a negative net worth. They have a high rate of debt. They might go into bankruptcy. Like it's something that if you're not careful and you don't build the right habits when you're young, it can really come back to haunt you later on in life. But again, it, it is an incredible tool if you view it as transacting. It's very passive. You use it every once in a while, get credit. And honestly, take a look at the perks. Take a look at some of the added benefits of having, having credit cards. I mean, when you watch the documentary, there is an individual that has over 40 credit cards. 40 credit cards. And he hasn't used any of them because he exploits the actual benefits and the actual rewards that these credit cards give them or give him. He actually has a little booklet 
that and a spreadsheet he's very intelligent this guy has a spreadsheet on when his payments are due and he opens up a credit card closes them out and he has like a whole booklet it it's almost like if you've ever collected baseball cards as a kid and they have like the little see-through sleeves he has a booklet with all of these cards and he's traveled to vegas stayed at hotels for free takes free flights gets free meals at restaurants like they call this guy a credit card hacker yeah, <laughs> because he's taking advantage of all of the benefits and all the rewards that these credit card companies offer. So there are a lot of benefits to, to having credit cards. I mean, you don't have to. That's obviously an extreme case. Yes, but <laughs> kind of like, yeah, it's it's kind of like extreme couponers, but with credit cards, you know, or like, yeah, it's they, a very similar show, concept. like where they they go up to the register and they have so many coupons and they have like two carts full of crap and then it's like the store ends up paying them five dollars to take all that stuff it's insane so that's essentially what that guy's doing that's fascinating i didn't know that and i just want to say one other thing too it's funny my boss actually does that somewhat he constantly if he gets a credit card offer in the mail he always signs up for the credit card every time and gets the sign-on bonus, usually like $200 cash back bonus if you spend whatever within an amount of time. He does that and then he cancels the card right after. And so he just constantly gets like hundreds of dollars all the time and he's always calling in and doing that. And, you know, I'm like, that sounds like it's kind of a waste of time. And he's like, well, if you think about it, I just take like 20 minutes of my time to do all this and then I get $200. That's so worth my time and money, you know? So, I mean, there's something there, but... I wouldn't recommend doing that, just constantly opening and closing credit cards. It's a lot to keep track of, but that, I guess, is one strategy. If you really want to go hard with it, you can, but the average person, probably not. Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a very extreme case, and I think that'll wrap up this episode. So just to recap, start small. If you're in one of the two camps, uh, if you're just looking for a credit card, I think there's a lot of simple options out there. Take a look at something that fits your lifestyle. And then if you have a credit card too, take a look at different ones that offer some sort of benefits or rewards that you can start tapping into. And always have the mindset of a transactor paying it off every month. And that's it. Make it your friend. Don't make it your enemy. And if you have a request for us, you can reach out to us via email at moneyforeveryonepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram to stay up to date on all of our new releases, Money for Everyone 2021. And remember to always feel love and gratitude for yourself, others, and even your money.